Welcome to Hometown Highlights, where we sit down with professionals, business owners, and community members. There are so many unique and incredible stories in the individuals and businesses that surround us every day. Here on Hometown Highlights, we bring attention to these stories and bring them to the spotlight. We also want to thank our sponsors at Hitchings Insurance. We appreciate their support in creating this podcast. Now, let's jump into the conversation. Welcome to another episode of Hometown Highlights. We have some special guests, uh, newly state champs, carry football. Uh, we have uh, Coach Mershman, Coach Stock, Derek Lon's away with us. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, this is awesome. Dom, uh, Dom Fry, my co-host, how are you doing today? Good, doing excellent. Excited to be here. Cool. Let's have a couple icebreaker questions. Are you guys Apple or Android users? Android. Oh, there's an Android guy. Yeah. The tech guy. The tech guy. Yeah, our tech guy. (laughs) I'm Apple all the way. Apple Watch? No. Nope. Too fancy with me. Just Apple. Derek? Yeah, same. I, I got an Apple iPhone. And that's it. Okay. Are you guys uh, morning or night people? I'm morning all the way. Head coach, that's a good answer. That's what I would figure. I'm definitely a night person. Yeah, I, I'm morning. So, Gotta love the high school kids answer. <laughs> we were all there once until we grow up and can't sleep anymore, right? <laughs> Yeah, when the kids are getting you up at six o'clock in the morning, you got to become a morning person, or it's going to be absolutely miserable. Yep, for sure. So, Coach, you're originally from from Ottawa, correct? Yep. How'd, how'd the story? How'd you get to carry? Um, so I went to Bluffton, played football, played safety there. Um, my roommate in college, uh, Brian Asher, is Kent Asher's uh, nephew, who is the athletic director here for the last decade. Well, last like eight decades, I should say. Um, so he's been the athletic director here. So as soon as I graduated from college, uh, he snagged me up and got me in here right away. Gotcha. So and then, nep- jo- yeah, go ahead, coach. Nepotism, basically. <laughs> and, then, and then Jordan and Derek, you guys are actually lifers, right? Carry lifers? Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I moved, I I did. I live in Finley now, but I still consider uh, Carrie my home. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised, graduated from Carrie. Born and raised. Yep. Cool. And then, Derek, what uh, what year in the classroom are you right now? I'm a senior. Senior. And you played quarterback, I assume, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Let's jump in. Okay, so we started the season. You got beat by Hope All Loudon. You, so you faced adversity right off the bat. What, did, what does that look like from your staff, from, from you as a player, Derek? Can you just run us through how the, how the season started. Uh, yeah. Uh, going into the season, we had high expectations, you know, and um, we had some, we had a couple of handful of guys out there for Hopewell, which didn't help, but uh yeah, after that Hopewell game, you know, we just kind of said, you know, 
heck with the expectations. You know, let's just go out and let's just play carry football. What'd that look like for you, Coach? Well, um, pretty much what he said. We had some guys out um, for that, for this, that, and the other. Um, really, hand, you know, we had one guy go out with a hand injury about 12 hours before the game, so we didn't really have chance to get anybody repped or already and uh, uh but no excuses we should have we should have still won the game we should still had our opportunities we got owned a little bit up front um you know we uh like Derek said you know eventually it was about us like we are really good and once we get over ourselves and start playing like we're supposed to play and you know play as a team and and start doing things the right way you know, we'll be unstoppable. And it, it took us about six quarters. And once we figured out, you know, the right way to play, uh, the rest is history. Yeah, you guys, uh, after that first game, you know, obviously you mentioned it leaked over into that second game, but you kind of rolled after that, right? 15 and one. So not a whole lot of adversity after you just got kind of over with, right? Yeah, I think the only adversity we had after the first two games was uh, Colonel Crawford. We went into halftime down 17-14, and we played about as miserable first half as, you know, like beginning of the year, basically. And, you know, only down three. Um, then we came out and played our ball the second half and, again, you know, took care of business. And really that would have been about the only uh, game where we were kind of going into halftime a little bit. Um, maybe Van Buren might have been the other one that we didn't play so well. Well, you kind of had, uh, what, Mud Bowl, right? Yeah. Fun as a player, probably not so much as a coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, it was, go ahead, it was, Derek. It was something else. Uh, it was fun and not fun at the same time. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't really – throwing the ball was awful because, you know, that you get the ball snapped to you and you just have a hunk of mud sitting there on the ball. Uh, but, you know um, – we're, our, we're offense kind of built to play in all conditions there. And so there in the second half, we were able to get the run game going and uh, kind of led one thing to another success. Awesome. Yeah. You just got to kind of find a way when the conditions are like that, but that's, I mean, that's Ohio in the late fall. I mean, it's like to a T what, what you would expect, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really pleased that we had that because um, when we went up to a spring or well, you played, play Springfield and then it's snowing it you know we just went right to that game plan that we did in the second half of Van Buren which was uh downhill running we didn't really pull anybody we weren't being fancy we weren't doing any rides or reads really it was just more hey let's just get get going let's just sled this out let's just you know snow plow this and I you know I think I think that game at Van Buren really helped us uh, with that Springfield game because it, it was instantaneous. Like, I was like, we're going right to that game plan when the line are like, we can't pull. It's too slick. I was like, all right, well, we're just going to uh, – we know what game plan to do. We've already tested it, you know. So, um, I think every game this year led us down the road of learning uh, to execute the way we did throughout the whole playoffs. Well, you got a, you got a big front line, and then you got uh, the Hog Molly 24 in the backfield, right? Secret weapon. Jordan, you want to jump in yeah. on? Yeah, let's hear about it. Let's hear about it. Jump in on Jordan. 
he really was the the uh, kind of the secret weapon that we didn't we kind of didn't know um, going into the season. Uh, you know, week one at, at Hopewell, he was uh, one of our starting defensive linemen. He was our, our starting defensive end, and uh, he was planned on you know getting his carries, getting a couple of carries and stuff in that game and. It just uh, – he kind of took on a life of his own as soon as he started getting to rock more and more. Um, and then they took him away from from defense, unfortunately for me. But, uh, um, but yeah, so it's – he was uh, he was definitely a bell cow. And I, I, I all the all the newspapers and stuff, his, his nickname is probably one of my favorite that's been through here, that, that Winnebago nickname. I, I like that. <laughs> Derek, what's it like having a guy like that in the backfield? Uh, it's definitely different, you know, um, you know, being in shotgun, you're lined up to a kid or kid right beside you. He's, you know, hundred pounds heavier than you. Um, but no, I mean, he played, he stepped into the role. He did an awesome job for us. Uh, he didn't fumble it at all wow. the whole season. And I mean, he, he had a ton of carries and, uh, but yeah, always fighting for extra yards, you know, trying to grit, scratch, call kind of attitude, which then fueled the offense alignment up front, you know. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome, and I was super proud of how he came into uh, the season and filled the role. It's awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be tackling that guy, right? Like no. Derek said, like Derek said uh, I think he had – there were three times that the ball was on the ground with him. Uh, two, uh, two of them were uh, – exchanges if i remember right like one over at uh uh upper flipped up in the air but he went and grabbed it uh there was another one there was an exchange a little bit and then the other one he got hit from behind but he he gobbled it up right away back you know he did not want to let go of that ball i mean once he got in his hands i I was very surprised because a lot of teams were stripping because like you said they don't want to tackle him so what are you going to do well strip the ball from him you know i thought they i thought I thought he did a great job, and I thought it also helped Derek out tremendously because now everybody was, you know, by about week eight or nine, they're focusing all on Jordan. They didn't care what Derek did, so Derek pull it and run around the edge, and nobody even knew it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you know, they'd start keying on him, you know, we'd run a counter the other way, you know, maybe pull a guard and running back through the hole as well, and it's like, wow, there's no one – there's no one here, you know, let's go. So, you know, then it kind of made them think, all right, well, now we do have to account for the quarterback. And uh, it just really opened up everything on the offensive side. So as Ryan had mentioned, you know, you guys, as you mentioned, the first six quarters were a little rough. And then you kind of got into your routine, you know, some, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking 65-0, 56-0, some really big games, some big wins. What did it look like then as the playoffs started? You know, did the you know coaching and for you, Derek, like was it just, you know what, this is what we've been doing all year long, let's continue to do it? Or how was the strategy game plan uh, similar or different going into the playoffs? Um, yeah, uh, I don't think really we didn't change a whole lot. Um, you know, we throw a couple uh, new things in there here and there just to keep keep uh, the other team on their toes a bit. But uh yeah, I mean, we knew who we were as a team going into the playoffs. You know, um, we knew we were gonna we were gonna ride on Valley Joe and that offensive line, and you know, throw it when we need to. Um, but uh, biggest thing I think was going in, uh, going into week eleven. There, 
I don't think we were there like confidence, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it wasn't for sure if, you know, we believed it, you know, but then, you know, we started winning games and people still kept doubting us, you know, I think by, you know, Ashland Crestview, we were like, you know, we can win this game. Who cares what the other people think? Um, we started gaining that confidence. I felt that's when we really became dangerous. Yeah, started to have a mentality, kind of me against the world type of thing, you know, and wanting to prove those individuals, teams. How was it on the defensive side of the ball, Coach Stock? You know, same mentality, same preparation going into the playoffs. Did anything change, you know, once you got into those crucial games? Uh, well, defensively, yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. And, and as a team as a whole, um, I felt like, uh, people were were doubting the the ability of the team um, a lot. You know, uh, we were we were run stopper run stuffers and and things like that, and we could run the ball. So a lot of people had us pegged as one dimensional on both sides of the ball. And um, you know, it seemed like every week we'd have a different test to how are we going to stop something. And so what we would read in newspapers and things like that, it's I don't think Kerry has the players and. It's nice to have that kind of uh, fuel, um, and uh, but we we knew all along. I mean, if we're kind of jumping forward here, but um, you know, throughout the whole throughout the whole playoffs, we faced nothing but run teams. These guys are you know eighty percent or more of the time that they're running, um, and so once we once we got to cold water, and they like to sling that ball around, um, that's pretty much what all the interviews were were about, like. Mm-hmm. Now you got to play, play a passing team. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And um, and they they stepped up and, and got got the job done. It also it was also nice to have two uh, two corners that uh, could shut things down too. Um, you know that always helps. Uh, everybody's like, well, yeah, you can stop the run. Like, yeah, we can stop the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how are you going to stop the pass? I don't know. Wait, wait until you find our two corners. You know, and, and Conti. I mean game changer if you go back and watch games you know makes a big catch on offense or a pick six you know it's just impact player right there I'm telling you you know he he would change he would change the game and then Bell you know just like with Liberty Center returns that opening kickoff for us back to their 40 you know um you know just the the two athletes right there at corner really helped us out on defense tremendously because now all they had to do was stop the pass. Love it. That's what the team is for. You know, everyone's stepping up when they need it. Um, you know, like you said, especially once you kind of get that fuel added to the fire and you kind of have that underdog mentality going into each game and reading those headlines. Um, you love it. That's the whole point of a team coming together. So you win the game, you beat Springfield, go into the state championship game. You know, bef- let's before that game, take me through that week. You know, obviously a lot riding on that game, you know, Carrie looking for their first state championship in 46 years, uh, you know, as a community, community obviously was there for you, I'm sure the entire season, but especially leading into that game, you know, again, I talked about mindset and going into the playoffs, but what was the preparation like, you know, how hard, and maybe this is a good question for you, Derek, how hard was it for you to focus on the state championship game and not kind of let the glitz and glam and, you know, all everything I'm sure that was going on around you not impact you in that way uh yeah definitely definitely that that state week there was when we kind of started had having all the publicity and you know news orders and you know uh 
report all these reporters coming in, you know, but we tried to get that done early in the week, you know, all right, you know, have your kind of little glory, but you know, our, our two days where we go hard, you know, we're going to go hard and get to work. Um, I think the team, everyone handled the uh, little glory or the shine. I would say they handled it well. They didn't, we really weren't sidetracked. I would say um, we knew what we wanted to do. And we knew the job wasn't finished yet, so we kind of had that that mentality of the job's not finished yet. Um, I I will say that something I did say during those practices leading into um, the state championship because there was you know news crews there and uh, filming us practice and stuff, and I said to one of the other coaches like, I'm I'm sure these people filming right now, how in the world did this team make it to the state championship because I mean, it felt, and which is a good thing, um, but it felt like a, a week three in, during the regular season practice, um, you know, and even throughout the playoffs, it never felt like, oh, this could be our last practice together. And they just, um, the players had had the mentality of, uh, you know, we we know what's going to happen on, on Saturday. So we're just going, we're going to come in, we're going to do what we need to do and keep working. I would say the the Hopewell game was actually the most the week that had the like the the worst feeling uh, going into it. After that, really, um, you know, after really after the Galleon, it was just like, all right, guys, we're just gonna do us and we're just gonna play and have fun. And going in that state game, um, I remember sitting there at Friday, going, "This is our last practice," but everybody seemed like, "Hey, we're gonna practice," you know, on Monday. We're gonna have Tuesday practice next week. Uh, this will never end, so we're just going to keep practicing. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it felt like every every day that week of state was like, oh, this is just another Thursday practice, and whatever. We'll do what, you know. And it, not like it was we were going through the motions, but it was just – it was a solid practice, no uh, highs or lows, but it was just – it was a solid practice all week. Yeah, definitely. Um I agree with that 100%. Uh, I know, like, after uh, – I mean, after we won the regional championship and then win the state semi, you know, everyone's – all these fans are cheering and cheering, you know, all of us players are just kind of like, you know, all right, we won another game. Let's go play next week, you know. We just really – it really – honestly, it didn't feel like uh, – like it sh- I feel like, like it should have. You know, we just thought, hey, it's another game. We're going to go out and play. And – that's kind of the mindset we took out. We took through that uh, whole playoffs. But actually, I mean, it's probably better that way. You didn't have that pressure, right? Like you didn't feel it. You just I, went out and, I didn't feel pressure to win. No. You just you stuck to the game plan and and just made it happen, right? Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, week one there was another thing. You know, I think we kind of felt that pressure uh, because you know we had very high expectations and you know just. You know, we're having we had a couple handful of guys go down and go down. So, you know, we're all like, who's going to play? Who's going to play here? Who's going to play here? You know, we're all getting kind of amped up, you know. But, uh, yeah, after after that, you know, we started to figure out who we were and we found our groove. That that Hopewell team, they made it to the state playoffs too, right? They, they lost to Marion Local. That's right. In the final four. Yeah, so, I mean – not exactly a slouch to start off the season, right? Right. I mean, they went – they lost one game in the regular season to – they had like a 
the team that they were supposed to play had COVID. They picked somebody up late on like a Thursday or something for Friday night game. It was like a division two or three team. Mm -hmm. Butler, I want to say. 17 to 14. Their quarterback went out halfway through the game. You know, so it wasn't like they were a horrible team that we lost. I mean, and they lost to Marion Local, you know, who won yeah. 42 to 7, you know. <laughs> Crazy. Yep, football factory down in Marion for sure. So is cold water. True. They're all the same. The craziest thing is how there's what three teams from the same division at the state? Yeah, three from the Mac. Yep. It's wild. I mean, if you think about it, it's only one of them didn't win it though. There we go. <laughs> Brought it back to Wyandotte County, right? Something like that. What, Derek, what sticks out to you? What was like, man, I don't even know how to ask. What was your favorite play of the of the state final game? Is there a play that sticks out or like a series? Uh, for me personally, um, I want to say, I can't remember if it was their first or second drive, but I was playing safety on defense and um, a guy came in running a post or like a deep slant and they threw it to him. And like he, as soon as he caught it, I popped him pretty good. And, it, you know, a ball came out, you know, and like that feeling, you know, just looking at the crowd and everyone's cheering, you know, it's like, whoa, like that's awesome. Um, it was really the whole game was just – it was unbelievable with all the fans there. I mean, it felt like, you know, the whole carry was there. Um, but if that, that was probably one play that stuck out to me. The whole yeah. town was there. That was the first, that was the first drive you were in. Yeah. You're backpedaling. I saw, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys, uh, that first score, didn't you guys go for two to take the lead? Yeah. That was kind of a statement, right? I assume. Yeah, I mean uh give it to the Winnebago. I, yeah, it wasn't planned, but uh you know, oh. I I <laughs> coach Murphy's telling us to go for two, go for two. I'm like, all right, you know, we I mean, I'm pretty sure we ran the same exact play. We did. Um but yeah, it was a kind of it was kind of a statement, you know, we're you know, we're not going to back down, you know, we came to play. We didn't come here to, you know, just play the first quarter or whatever then kind of sag off, you know, we were here, you know, to win this thing. Yeah, so Coach Stock and even they were no, 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 we're going to one, go for one. I was like, no, we're going for two, and they're I mean, they're yelling at me and screaming at me. No, we're going for two. No, we're going for two. No, we're going for two. Get in there, big boy, run the ball, right? And then afterwards, they all asked me, "Why did you go for two? I was like, "Well, I want, I just wanted the lead. I just wanted to, I wanted to say at one point it was eight to seven, we had the lead." And I knew if we had the lead, we're going to play way better with the lead. Our confidence just went through the roof, um, especially when we punched it in, punched it in the way we did. Um, I, I knew that that's exactly what we needed to own the rest of the game. You know, that gave us the swag I thought we needed. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I say it definitely fueled the offensive line. Um, you know, when they know coach has that confidence in them and then we get we get it done you know they're like all right you know we're gonna keep doing this and you're not gonna stop us you know they get that that attitude that no one really sees but I mean they have it there and they took pride um all season in what they did 
So you have the lead at halftime then. <clears throat> have the lead at halftime, state championship game. You know, again, you guys have said this entire time. You've been cool, calm, collect. Cool, calm, collect. The whole week, you know, the most amped up you were, Hopewell Loudon, had the lead at halftime. I guess my question is, two-part question. At halftime, did you start to, you know, have that feeling that, you know what, we're close, like we're two quarters away? Um, or, it, and if not, you know, at what point, you know, it wasn't, wasn't until it was zero on the clocks left. At what point did you guys finally, you know, let loose and celebrate? Um, obviously, you want to celebrate at halftime, but, you know, start to kind of get that antsy and those butterflies. Um, it was uh, kind of a little bit of a both, but, uh, you know, we the message at halftime was, you know, hey, we win this half, we're state champions, you know. Um, but, uh, but then at the same time, you know, we like, all right, you know, we can play with these guys. You know, we knew we could play with these guys and we are playing with these guys. Uh, but we knew Coldwater was a fantastic team and they could strike back at any time. You know, we were always constantly head on a swivel on our toes. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, definitely they had a, they, they scored a touchdown there right at the end of the half, which kind of knocked the wind out of our sail a little bit, but, you know, we didn't really, um, hang our heads on that. We just kind of, Hey, let's go out and win the second half is all we got to do. Yeah. My message to them was when we went into half was, um, don't relax. We're going to be just fine, but don't relax. And all we got to do is I don't care if we win the second half by one point, whatever it takes just to win the second half. Because if you win the second half, we're going to win this game. Um, yeah, they just scored. My mentality was we get the ball to open up the second half. My my thinking was I want a nice, solid drive at least. I don't care if we score, but I want to waste as much time off that clock as I can and put pressure on them to be like, oh, my gosh, it's halfway through the third quarter. We, you know, we're down. We got to score, you know, put the pressure all on them, drain the clock down, shorten the game, and um, we'll just do us and we'll just relax. And I felt like at halftime it wasn't chaotic. Everybody sat down. Everybody was just like, okay. We put in a couple adjustments on defense, a couple of things on offense. Everybody's like, all right, that sounds good. Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's just go. And then I didn't get amped up that we're going to win it until about a minute 44 when we took the first name. Uh, out of three, you know, and when I calculated the time, like, hey, we can just take three knees, we got this game. I was like, that's when it hit me. Mm. So, took the headphones off, handed it to one of the assistants, and uh, just trying to guard myself from getting soaking wet. And uh, <laughs> it uh, worked. That's yeah. That's that's when I felt it. Like, hey, we won. We just won a state championship, you know. And we did it our way. We we wasted clock. Won the second half, three to nothing. Like wow. If you told me you're going to win the second half three to nothing against water, I'll take that all day long. Heck yeah. Jordan, what it looked like for you at half? Uh, well, hey, luckily, <laughs> uh, Coach Mershman uh, calmed me down a little bit. I was, I was quite upset about that Hail Mary pass that they had at the end of the half. Uh, me and the other coach, uh, Coach Dyer, we, were, we weren't mad at the players or anything. It was just like, we had to, it was funny because as coaches, we're supposed to be the ones with our, with um, all the, the calmness in the world. And it was the players that were like, ah, eh, we'll get them. We'll get them next time. And, and us as coaches, we were like, you gotta be kidding me. We were supposed to go up three scores here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, as far as when it felt like when it started to sink in, um, 
as a defensive uh, coach, really the best, our best defense throughout the entire playoffs was our offense. Um, being able to, to play keep away uh, from their offense. And so that, so our second to the, the last offensive drive where we weren't taking knees. So that last offensive drive, I believe it was two or three fourth and shorts where, you know, everybody's amped up and, it, you know, we need this fourth down to get it. And we, we ended up just getting it and just, we're barely getting these first downs. And I'm like, this is it. I think, you know, that we're not going to be denied here. Now we ended up did getting, we did get stopped eventually, but, uh, but I, I just knew that um, if, if they ever give us that ball back. So if they, even if they get a lucky one on us, if they ever give us that ball back, they're not getting it back after that. Yeah. I think we took off what eight minutes off that on that, that last drive before the, the, the knee drive, I should say. Um, yeah. <laughs> eight minutes. Wow. Got five first downs and we just chewed the mm. clock, chewed the clock. And um, I couldn't imagine how frustrating that would have been being on the other side. Like, Hey, we're down two scores. We need the ball. And all they're doing is just, you know, in the huddle, having a good old time talking about what they're going to eat after the game, <laughs> you know, 15 seconds left on the play. Clock, I guess we'll snap the ball and, Oh, there's four yards. Go back to the huddle. And, you know, that's what, that's the way it looked to me. Like, um, and I'm calling the plays. So I'm just like, yeah, we're having a good old time. But you guys look like you're having conversations out there. Uh, quarterback, you know, cause I'd call the plane with about 25 seconds to go in the play clock. And you guys would sit in the huddle for about another 10 seconds. Just, I don't know what you guys are doing, but whatever. What were you doing, Derek? Well, Hey, what happens in the huddle stays in the huddle. <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> hey, it worked, so I'm okay with it. Whatever. Yeah. But uh no, I mean, yeah, it was it was really uh you know, like uh cool, calm and collected, like you said, but uh yeah, you know, just having you know, just taking it all in, you know, especially us seniors, you know, that was that was our last game. Um but yeah, uh it was very it was no one was, hey, we need this first down. You know, it was like, all right, let's go get a first down. You know, we get a first down, get a first down. Sweet. You know, we're burned the clock. That's what we want to do. Well, if you're going to, you know, be a senior, there's only that's, I mean, that's the pinnacle of the way to go out, right? Definitely. I mean, to win a ring, I assume you guys are getting rings, right? Yeah. Have them designed? Huh? Who designed them? Uh, well, the, the, Captains had input uh, with with Mr. Cole, our principal. He, Mr. Cole, did most of the work uh, getting the the company. Like we had to have three different companies uh, so they could get different quotes and everything. Uh, he did a fantastic job. I think we just today finalized who we're going with and and the final design. Um, but the captains pretty much designed it with him, um, and I thought I thought they looked pretty sweet. Hopefully, they come out as as sweet as the pictures. So. Pretty awesome. Kind of a dream as a coach, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's it, right? Win a championship. Yeah, but hate to say it, but Derek, you know, you're going to have to off my screen here for a second, but uh, now I want a second one. <laughs> <laughs> How many you got coming back? Not as many as I would like. Can I steal <laughs> COVID? Do we get red shirt COVID year? Yeah, I have to get them on the state, right? 
Oh man, if we do a red shirt COVID COVID year, uh, yeah, I'd take all my guys back and we'd do it again. What does next year look like? I guess for both the coaches, what does next year look like? And then Derek, you know, what is, you know, for you, uh, do you have any plans after high school as now? I'll start with the, what, what's it look like offense? I think we got about three guys uh, with experience coming back three to four um, played here and there. Um, defensively, I think we are a little bit deeper with experience. We got like five or six probably guys that are coming back. Um, you know, it, Basically for us, it's, it's line. We lost a lot of line um, and a lot of experience at line. You know, when you got four on offense, you had four seniors uh, who've been playing since their sophomore year. So you're looking at what we played 13 games, sophomore year, we played 10, their junior year. So there's 23 plus another 16 this year, you know, what was it, 23. So now we're at 39, 39 games in three years experience on the offensive line of four guys you know that's kind of tough to replace because I, I i tell you we would call plays and yeah they knew exactly what to do uh up front um but defensively again experience up front we're losing it but we'll figure it out yeah of course yeah, yeah. any of those guys going the next level to play uh, a lot of a lot of uh coaches came in this last week to talk to some guys. So I'm hoping, um, no Easton's the, for sure. Right now he's signed with Youngtown, Youngstown state nice. uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, officially signed. Uh, we're going to have a signing thing for him, uh, when we get back from Christmas break. Um, but yeah, he's the, for sure. And I think some other guys we can talk to right now from Ash, uh, Ashland was in, uh, Tiffin was in, uh, want to talk to some of these guys. Awesome. Yeah, um, for the team next year, uh, I'm definitely – I have faith in all the guys, um, you know, the next year's seniors. Uh, they are really big in the weight room. Uh, and I think I, – I hope, you know, we kind of showed them, uh, you know, what it takes, you know, to be successful. And I, I have all the faith in the world, you know. Yeah, we're losing a bunch of guys, but, you know, at the same time, there were a lot of kids who kind of – you know, uh, how do I want to say this? You know, took a peek at varsity timer, you know, got a little snippet here and there um, that I don't think a lot of people realized. And there's some a uh, couple of athletes in the upcoming, you know, sophomore class, freshman class. But uh, um, personally, uh, football isn't completely out of the out of the door yet. You know, I'm still I'm still open, um, but uh, I'm going definitely I'm going to major in uh, construction management. Um, not sure, unsure, not sure where yet, but I have a couple schools in mind and playing football isn't totally out the window. So cool. So as we wrap up this podcast, then I do want to, you know, hometown highlights, they have a strong emphasis on the community and wherever that community is, whether that's here in Northwest Ohio, you know, we've had obviously, you know, um, interviews and such out of the state of Ohio, wherever your community is, obviously you guys have that strong community in Cary. I'm sure that community has been very present, you know, obviously throughout the entire season and especially throughout the playoff run. Uh, I would love to hear kind of from all three of you. Um, I mean, essentially, you know, what the community has meant to you individually, what it has meant to the team, but then even if there is a certain moment, either, you know, before game, after the game, you know, state 
playoff run, you know, that's an open-ended question. But if there is a specific moment, you said, wow, you know, this is, I love the support, love, you know, what we're seeing here from the community. Hey, I'll, I'll go uh, first. Uh, okay. Um, definitely uh, all the support throughout the playoffs, you know, from the local companies and, you know, neighboring towns, you know, writing on billboards and stuff, just all the support we got. Um, and there's probably two moments I would say that really I was like, man, like this is awesome that all these people, you know, are supporting us. And that is probably, you know, walking out of the uh, tunnel there at the Tom Benson Hall of Fame that final time to go out onto the field and, you know, that whole away section, I mean, it was just packed, you know, and you know, we look over at cold waters and they don't have near as the number of fans you know, we had. And then uh, definitely coming home. Um, we took the buses right, right, to, right down main street. And I mean, it was packed. It was crazy, you know, getting off the bus, you know, everyone's there waiting on you, you know, pictures with the little kids and i mean it was just those two moments right there was like this is a big reason why i love carry football um yeah and and the the big thing there is i i think it's i, I think it was so cool um through carry but you know obviously when your football team goes to a state championship you you expect that sort of community support and everybody to be excited and everything which they were awesome, and the 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 town uh, of Cary was awesome during all this. But what I thought was actually uh, special about it was the way that surrounding communities um, were also getting in uh, in on this as well, and, and being and showing their support. Um, the our our league um, reached out to to Coach Mershman. They helped us out with a couple of things. They were um, just congratulating us, um, and then. We have, you know, uh, pizza places and, and Upper Sandusky and, and we have a restaurant in Finley and all, all wanting to donate to us and feed us and and just say congratulations to us. And it's just it was cool that it kind of was far reaching where our community got a little bit bigger um, mm -hmm. for this one event. Um, so that, that was the coolest part to me. Um, but as far as uh, as far as a moment that goes that will always, always stick into my mind is, um, you know, like what uh, Derek was saying when we got back to Cary and, and Main Street and there was a sea of people, um, you know, everybody, they had to clear people out of the way so the buses could even get through the streets and, and uh, the team got all got off the bus and then the coaches walked off the bus and then uh, Mershman had the state championship trophy in his hands and when he walked off the bus, he held that trophy up and uh, just the way people went insane. And it was just it was an awesome atmosphere. I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah, the like he said, you know, the communities around us uh, stepped up. Uh, our league really uh, stepped, stepped up and showed a lot of support. Um, for me, uh, actually, it was Derek was telling me the other day, got, got a letter uh, from an ex quarterback and uh, from Kerry and he doesn't live in Kerry anymore. Um, and that just shows you that letter. And I'm not going to go into what the letter said. That's, that's on Derek, you know, cause that he's the one that got it. Um, but you know, that quarterback was the 75 quarterback and mm -hmm. how they uh, have a bond together and, and how he, you know, didn't have to write that letter, didn't have to do any of that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just amazing to me how, uh, carry football 
brings this town together. I mean, good, bad, and indifferent, it brings us together. Um, like I tell everybody, it's a marriage. There's a fine line between love and hate. Um, you know, um, but I, I, I love this town. I love this community. Um, at the end of the day, we're married together. Um, so, you know, uh, through thick and thin and, um, you know, sometimes they they hate me, but then next week, <laughs> love me. so, you know, uh, right now I'm riding the love, the love train, um, as long as I can probably until game one, but we'll see. Let's say there's more love this year. I think you're going to get at least what solid eight months of it. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take the eight months. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, that. There's this town when it comes to football, the support. Oof, I can't, I can't explain it. Um, if you need it, they will come. Awesome, it's very awesome. Those are cool. Thanks for sharing those stories, Derek. Do you want to talk about the letter at all? I mean, that's kind of a cool thing. 1975 was that the last state team? So yeah. he was the quarterback on the state team. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we were actually, I was, I was getting ready for a basketball scrimmage and I seen the mailbox and the football and someone said there was an envelope there with my name on it. And it was, you know, down from the Cincinnati area, which is where he's from. And I just thought it was kind of weird. I didn't know who it was. And, you know, I opened it up and started reading it and uh, yeah, he just, he, you know, he uh, congratulated me and, you know, told me that him and I are the only two people in the world, you know, that know this feeling of leading the Cary Blue Devils to a state championship and, you know, just uh, really uh, spoke highly and just I couldn't, I couldn't have thanked him enough. I mean, he didn't have to do that at all. Uh, but yeah, just the, the support, you know, once, you know, once a Blue Devil, always a Blue Devil kind of mentality. And uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. I, that really definitely that kind of put the cherry on top to, you know, close the season out. That's, I mean, that's so cool. Thanks for sharing. I mean, it, it just shows you what sports can do. Um, they can connect people in ways that you never thought possible. It's just so, you know, Dom was a college athlete. I played college ball. There's just things that happen that are unexplainable. Like you gave me goosebumps each of you in different phases throughout that interview. And uh, it's really cool to see your run. We're from Finley. We were obviously rooting for you, watching it on TV, reading the articles. It was always being talked about, hey, you know, Kerry plays so-and-so. How do you think they're going to do, like, going against Coldwater? You know, we don't really know. You guys are in the trenches. We're not. We're just fans. So, um, but, no, congrats, you know, to all three of you and, and the whole, you know, community of Kerry, your whole football team, the seniors, the school. It's just really cool that you, you're able to do that, especially with what's going on in the world and the pandemic. You're able to just shut all that out, go to work, win the game, so cool, man. It's really neat to see just from a neighboring community and watch you guys and you can just see it on your faces how excited you are still that you are state champs and, and congrats for all that. Thank you. Hey, I, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, you know, you're talking about community and, and one of the things that we got going on right now um, through the community is our, our ZB project, our locker room. Uh, we got started with that the uh, right after uh, – our last home game, we started tearing up uh, concrete around the stadium and, and putting in the footer today, actually. Wow. And, um, you know, ZB would, would be Zach Broadman, who passed away, I think, uh, 2006, 17, 16, 16. No, not 18. It's only been like three 19? years. 19? 19. Yeah. 19. Sorry, it was 19. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So – 
um, you know, he passed away in a car accident for uh, us. Um, and he also uh, ties to the to the wrestling program, the Biddy Wrestling. And so the project will help the football team and the wrestling uh, team. And uh, I couldn't be more excited about that to, you know, give back to him. And, and, and you know, well, actually, he's given to us. And uh, um, I think that's a great project that also helps tie in the community together. And, and you know, um, the it's all funded through the community. It's not, you know, school funded at all. So I just want to thank everybody for that as well, because we got started with that uh, this year. Oh, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Well, guys, thank you. Appreciate your time. Uh, it's been an awesome interview. Awesome. Just kind of go through from the start to the end, kind of the carry football season. Uh, you know, hope you guys enjoy the next eight months and, you know, good luck next year, coaches going for that back to back going for number two and uh, Derek, good luck with your decision. And, you know, hopefully you can play football somewhere if you can find the right school. Um, yeah. Again, appreciate your time. And it's been a lot of fun. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This has been the Hometown Highlights Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. For similar interviews, you can subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again to our sponsors at Hitchings Insurance. Thanks for your time, and we look forward to the next show.